Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Buckler. And I'm Chris Heine. And we've got a lot of stuff going on at Light Gray right now. We're probably two weeks away from going to Iceland with a bunch of awesome creative folks. Um, Before we get to all the details of what's coming up in the next couple weeks, I do want to mention that if you have watched... um, the last show, not the Patches and Stitches show, but the Iceland Residency show, or if you've reached out to me um, about the Iceland Residency, there's actually a bunch of information coming about 2016's uh, residency program that will be online right on the front page of the website if you want to take a look and see what that's all about. So we're really excited about it because the 2015 teams are going to be joining us in just a little bit for a super adventure. Yes. Yeah, so that'll be really awesome. Um, As we get closer, too, we're going to be telling you guys a little bit more about new projects that are coming up at Light Gray Art Lab. But before that, we just had um, game night. Yep, game night was last night. Just recently. And so what what, uh, is next for game night? Um, I think it's probably on hiatus until Iceland is over. I oh, think. good point. So yes. I'm glad we said that know. publicly. Yeah. <laughs> and I tried to tell everyone last night cause there was a ton of people and I feel like I was sad cause there's been more and more people. And I think last night there was probably like 25 or 30 people. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, are they ex- all like, don't what's expect next? It. Yeah. They're no. all like, when's the next one? And I was like, I don't know. Just keep your eyes out because yes. it will happen again. But well, it, it doesn't mean people weeks. should still play games and play games at their homes and prepare for the next <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just study up on all the games. Go buy your favorite games and yeah. then bring them. Maybe yes. you'll even put one on the um, Facebook page for a while out. Yeah, yeah. I probably should. It's you just, probably should. Yeah. It's far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll put one for Iceland. For in Iceland, you're yeah. like if you should. can come to Iceland, you should actually probably get some people I'm from sure Iceland. I'm sure there's a lot of people come. who play board games in Iceland. Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be great. Also, coming up in just maybe another week or so, we're gonna have another call for art. So keep your eyes posted on the blog. It's blog.likegreyartlab.com, and we did I say likegreyartlab? I don't know. I'm you not might sure. have. Well, that's not our name, so make sure that you put lab and not lob, just in case. In case I said it wrong. But that one, I think, is about right about time to put up another call for it, I think. So anything else that we've got going on? Yeah, we actually just finished up a full weekend with Tegan White. In case you guys missed the last podcast, we got to talk with Tegan White about her practice, explore the woods of Lake Maria State Park, and travel around with um, 18 incredible artists, which was really fun. We also have the Patches and Stitches exhibition now on display through the 18th. So you guys can stop by and see all the beautiful tapestries, um, lots of embroidered pieces, lots of patches, some really incredible originals. So stop by and see that. Or you can check out our shop, which is shop.likeratlab.com. It's been really cool to see all these different techniques come through with this show. And especially, um, Tegan does have a couple pieces up. Uh, She may have sold out of all those. I'm not really sure, but we... If, if there are any left, there are just a couple left. But speaking of Tegan um, and of Tegan's workshop, this last week we've spent a lot of time thinking about what it's like to actually be with your own kind of people. Finding people that resonate with you, having kind of like a more than just a camaraderie with people, but really kind of understanding others on like a soulful level were all those things that we were thinking about this weekend because it's funny used to say this a long time ago, and I actually just said it to my class the other day. I think there's plenty of times when the universe just plops somebody right in front of you that 
resonates with you on your shared interests, on the way that you think, on the on the stuff that you find funny. You know, it's 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 few and far between sometimes, but when we have some of these workshops, I find it really interesting that many times we find that people bond on such a nice level because they just relate to everybody there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like somehow they all just show up in the same room together. You know, I actually think there's some sort of weird cosmic magnetism that draws people together like that. You, Chris is making a face. He doesn't think that's true. But I actually think that's totally true. So like a long time ago, let me give you an example. A long time ago when I was in college, um, I used to feel um, like I was probably the only one that didn't drink or smoke or whatever. So I, I left high school being super straight edge. And I went to college feeling like I was going to be the only person that did, that just had no experience in any of that and I wasn't really interested and I was like oh man I'm gonna be the only one and you know you don't go around just asking people what they're into you know like you just don't do that that's just not a thing that happens um and out of the blue it's interesting how many people I I just like befriended not because they didn't drink but just they just didn't they just showed up one day like i'm saying this cosmic magnetism just shows you know people show up and all of a sudden you're like oh what a weird thing we have in common you know just one random thing so it's i have a couple friends still from college that still don't drink chris you don't drink married to you yeah yeah, so <laughs> and it's not be- I didn't marry you because of that, but you know what I mean? There's like just some some random quirks that you might have or like some kind of really specific thing that you find important and it's just just happens you just happen to stumble upon somebody else who shares that with you. So on a on a different kind of level, I feel like when we did the Myers Briggs personality type test Mm -hmm. and we asked all these people to tell us who they were like what personality types they were we talked about this at bryce canyon when we were with everybody too we found that there are overwhelmingly three types of personalities that just happen to be in the arts yeah you know it's funny Uh, so like for example we did the guardians great personality game already so the guardians make up about 40 percent of the population which is a huge amount that's a massive amount of people which if like just based on the personality types, you're supposed to be um, not attracted, like physically attracted. But as far as like your best friend, it's supposed to be the same type as you, but with the E or the I variant. And so if there's 40% of the population who their best friends are, 40% of the population, you can sort of imagine how it sort of narrows people together and like collects them together. So if you imagine all of the people who are, humanitarians people who are really like outgoing and friendly and do-gooders um they're the people who are all attracted to each other which makes a lot of sense you know um all the creative people are sort of attracted together all the masterminds are attracted together are you a mastermind chris i am a mastermind how many other masterminds (laughs) are attracted to you so i can be jealous now uh at least jesse riggle is one that's pretty good he's a okay i won't be jealous jesse's a good guy so i feel like when you when you find that you have something in common like that it it's sometimes not just blatantly obvious why you're hanging around certain people but it's Mm -hmm. during a weekend um we spent uh two and a half days with 
18 people plus Tegan. And it was really awesome because throughout the course of the days, we would do exercises in, you know, creative thinking, we'd explore together, you'd have conversations, you'd sit and have a sandwich, you know, all these different things. And just throughout conversation, you'd find how, how many random things you have in common with other people. So let me ask you a question. Out of all of these people, do you find that all it takes is just having a conversation to find something in common with somebody? Or do you think it actually magically brought all these people together that are are pretty related in their interests you and what they Bryce like to do? Canyon? In Tegan's workshop. I, I, feel oh, like well, the, I feel like the second question kind of answered itself in that. So I what did I say? Did I say the answer? It, is there a cosmic <laughs> thing that brought all these people together who all like the same thing? And I would say it might not be a cosmic thing. It might just be that they all have similar taste and similar interests. So when they see something that fits within their taste and interests. So they, they saw a workshop. So and they, they saw said, a yeah, creative so, workshop. So Tegan's they like workshop. Creatives, or they like, they like Tegan's artwork. They like exploring. Do you think they that's want enough? inspiration? Oh, okay. I think they like even more than Tegan's artwork, but they also identify, you know, Tegan is a different artist than, you know, like Colin Foran or something like that. Or it's like, like a everybody has attitude their own thing. and a different, you know, persona, I guess, mm-hmm. and a different lifestyle. Um, so I think people who, some people identify with Tegan and some people identify, you know, with the subject of her artwork. Yeah. Or just other people. So I think each, each workshop the group of people always identify with each other, but that's because they also are there because they identify with like a bigger idea. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that usually all the people have a lot of shared interests because they, they're here for the same purpose. If you took so a random kind of a 18 people off the street, it wouldn't be the same. And we said, go take this workshop, randos. Right. We I said, also you, think you that's would, why it's amazing that these workshops are always go as smoothly as they do and everyone becomes friends and things like that. I you think, think it's because they have a shared interest already. Yeah. And they realize that there's other people and that like the same stuff. And as soon as they come in, it's like a safe spot for their shared, I don't, I don't know what the word is. Not, like the things not that Not group they... think or anything like that, but like for that, for whatever they like, they can kind of really be in their element with you a know, bunch of other people who like the same thing. That, that makes sense. Your I don't freak think... Flag, let your freak flag fly is that a 70s reference i don't know what that is i'm not sure what that is either you should make sure that you know what that is (laughs) you should put a link to it on wikipedia so we can figure out exactly are you gonna look it up sure okay so like i think one of the things that i thought was super fun was i don't think i've ever been in a group of people that that shared my common goal of growing up to be a cat lady and a wizard at the same time. I don't think I've ever seen that many people in one room that all wanted to be right. some sort of cat wizard. Wait, also. did you explain why everyone wants to be a cat wizard? Uh, no, I didn't. I just said that it was nice that they all were cat wizards. And I but was we like, asked, yes. we asked everyone what they would be when they were old. Oh, yeah. I think we did on the other question. podcast. Yeah. 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 And well, everyone said they want cats and they want to be like a witch or a wizard or something. And then we all were like, <gasps> and sparkles flew around our heads at the same time. And then you had a wizard battle. Not a battle. It was just a smoldering <laughs> pile of rubble. <laughs> then we all, yeah, yeah, exploded in one giant chunk. It was really neat, though, because I think, too, you know, it's funny. We had all these conversations about everything from cats and being a cat person to, um, you know, I told people about my crystal ball and my tarot cards and things like that. And of course, you know, my the three things I just said automatically put me in witch camp, I'm sure, 
for some people. But it was really nice because you could be like, oh, yeah, have you seen this thing, this particular kind of tarot deck? And people were like, why? Yes, I know exactly what that is. And I was like, oh, my people. So it's funny because I don't think that that happens very often, again, when you're just floating around. So here's a question that's kind of related, but not really. Um, it's about finding your finding people that resonate with the things that you like, but in a different way. Why do you think then that it's not exactly the same when you put up a dating profile and you list all the stuff that you like and then you try and find people that are are like similar in because interest or whatever do you think on a dating site people say things that are like they're like not their real passions yeah, they're saying things that but people they're like wanna... i like camping and i like food and, and I, I like walks on a beach yeah and they're saying Which things is like the that are thing to say you like but everybody like likes a list it. of I mean, 10 things yeah, well. but they're not things that you're so into you know they're they're like normal versions of things. You don't think people give you their like their like secret like super interests? No. If you were like, I what have my dating seven cats like- <laughs> and I want to be and I crystal ball, then the only people that would be attracted to you are like ancient old men. But you think you'd think though that yes, there might be a couple ancient old men, but you would also think that there would be the other people. That but also the, have that, or then, you think they're just worried about the chance that you would find that other person on a dating site? Yes, is so that's slim. what I was gonna say. Do you think the type of person you would want to attract with a crystal ball is someone who's on a dating site? Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if I was looking for some dating and I wanted to find somebody that was into my crystal ball, I would, I might put it on there. I don't know. Okay, so I was in. You'd probably go to the tarot con, and then you would actually find someone who's into that. Okay, so, so you, it's so like being knowing in person, the right place to or look. you'd find a Groupon for a mystical adventure or something. I don't know. For a haunted yeah. tour of Minneapolis, or then. yeah, haunted tour of Minneapolis. Yeah, I tried to find a Groupon for a haunted tour of Minneapolis. By the way, t- total scam. I never got my haunted tour of Minneapolis. I had I wrote an email and then they never wrote me back, so I'm I'm never going to see the hauntings. However. I feel like when, like, like I okay. So then they have, of course, like on the radio as I'm, I'm like driving to work. I hear uh, commercials for events and adventures or some something like that, where mm-hmm. they actually put you on a kayak with some some random people having fun at the same time. Mm-hmm. They put you on a kayak, okay? Yeah. So my question is, in a workshop where everybody kind of knows where they're going uh-huh. and they've showed up because they like the topic you're gonna say how many kayaks do we need how how many kayak no we figured <laughs> out the kayak question before but i was gonna say when you go to advents and adventures advents and adventures that's different events and events. adventures and you're like i'd like to go kayaking and then they put a bunch of people on some kayaks how many of those people you think you'd resonate with because you all want to go on a kayak i think Maybe. you would have a, sl- a smaller percentage because i think those people are looking First and foremost for... Kayaks? Nope. No, oh. it, for relationships. relationships. I was going to so say the people who would sign up for that are not the adventuring type. They're the people who think adventuring yeah. would be fun if they knew how to do it. Or the people who oh. are like, in this setting, I will have a better opportunity of finding a relationship. They would only do it once. Because the real kayaking yeah. fanatics are not on events They're adventures. They are out kayaking. I see how... By it. themselves. Oh, okay. Or with their kayaking friends. That is tricky. What a tricky thing. But I, feel I, like I mean, it's a good way to throw people into a situation, force them to do something yes. together. And it does make you grow faster. I mean, that's what I like about games, too, is like when you're playing a game with somebody, you're not thinking about social stuff. You are thinking about your role in the game, you know, and so a lot of the social stuff goes out the window. And so you're just seeing like the raw side of somebody, 
which is probably similar to (laughs) which is probably similar to if you're kayaking and struggling with a kayak You'd probably see some interesting <laughs> sides of someone. Yeah. You but sure that would. doesn't necessarily mean uh, you have anything in common and that's, still. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so I think it would be difficult because it's kind of like one of those things where you're going to go out on this event and adventure with all these people who all are trying to maybe have a relationship or find other people to hang out with or something like that. Yeah. And you're coming together for a shared... Random time. ...experience, but it's not really probably your passion... Mm-hmm. so you are well that so would be that really case, awkward if you showed up and you were a kayak master yeah and you're like everyone then, you guys suck get out of my way get out of my way <laughs> uh but if but Just in that case down, it's down not like street. a workshop or something where yeah. people are coming for a really specific reason of something that they're really passionate about it's more like they're showing up for a good time and to meet somebody but maybe this person is an accountant who loves to play badminton and this person is a and they all waitress happen to who happens to love you know roller derby or whatever and so, like, the lifestyles are not as, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing that says those people can't be together. But there's no, right. there's not a guaranteed shared connection. Right. Yeah. Besides the fact that you both were, like, are on a you want to go on events and right. ventures. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Did you guys ever watch The Bachelor? No, what's or, that? Okay. It's, it's, it's a dating show that reminds me of this because it is... Is and I haven't watched 90s? it in, like, years. I mean, it's probably been around since then. It's been around forever. <laughs> okay. But, um... It reminds me of this because they go on extravagant dates where they're like, well, helicopter here and like, I don't know, belay down this building and then go eat dinner <laughs> or whatever else. Is it Die Hard or something? They're like terrorist extraction. <laughs> no. Well, all the dates building. are so extravagant and ridiculous. <laughs> and then after the show, everyone breaks up because their dates aren't extravagant anymore. Yeah, and like, of course. We didn't really actually like going down this building it was just a matter to like get closer to somebody you know so it's one of those things where you're like maybe it's helpful to do that with somebody and i mean i can't speak for like the statistics of advent events and adventures yeah but still i think i mean there's something to be said about doing something active with a group of people you probably will bond with them yeah but that doesn't mean that you'll find the person who's the same as you you know yeah well and that's the thing that i that's kind of what I'm wondering, you yeah. know, it's like just because you just because you show up doesn't mean it. But how yeah. come there? And that's why I asked, why is there specific places where all of a sudden you are just magically? Well, Chris, you have a good example of like how this has worked. Like you started game night because you love games. And now the types of people who come also love board games and also lots of them have their own board game nights. Right. Yep. So it's becoming more. So originally it was more. People who are interested in maybe games or whatever, who are our audience's artists or whatever. Um, but the longer it goes, those people are getting more interested in games. And then also people who just are more into games are coming. So now there's more people who are actually bringing things and teaching things. And it's not as much about me and Jenny running around trying to start everything. And, and there's other people who can kind of take on those roles. How of, many how many interests do you think it, it takes to share... A friendship probably just one really just one yeah you feel like once you you're done playing games you'd be like time for more friendship or would you be like well no i'm saying that <laughs> that could i don't think there's anything wrong with that being like the extent of your friendship i don't think there's anything wrong with a friendship that's like we are the friends who play golf together okay i see what and you're we are going to play golf together or we're the friends who go at a coffee house and draw together but outside of that we don't maybe see each there's other not as much um yeah seeing i mean you don't have to be like bffs forever oh. But that's kind of why, I guess, 
if I was going to go to adventure events and adventures, events see the and Avengers? adventures, <laughs> um, it's something that I might do, but it's not my passion. So if somebody was there who is all about camping and all about, you know, boundary waters, adventures or things like that, mm-hmm. um, it's something I might like to do once in a while. But I mean, you guys know that I am not that into camping. So I feel like in that way, it would be like misrepresentation. So for you, you would be like, I, right. Like I'm like, I'm doing this fun thing. We, here I go having fun kayaking, but that is like a a very dirty lie. It's like a rare thing. It is not my weekend activity is to go kayaking. That's not you think though, like, I guess this goes against what we were just saying about, it could be all the randos that go there or all the random people that you wouldn't associate with this. But also do you think there's a certain type of person who would sign up for that? What that makes mean? them like have a common interest, like um, somebody who wants to date, somebody who wants adventure, somebody looking for something more. There yeah, probably, I'm sure there is. I do think that there are certain kinds of people that would sign up for that, and I think that's probably if if I were to go to that, I'd be like, "Look, we're here together because we both wanted to sign up for events and adventures." Yep. Therefore, let's talk about it. Let's bond over this uh, sign up that we signed up for. This, this love of doing new things. and different things. Outrageous things. Yeah. There's sometimes people who come to game night who come and they're like, I just heard about it. So I'm here. And then they'll look at it and maybe stick around for a while and then they'll never come back. Oh, what? Oh. There's also people who, I mean, I mean, people who would just come to look at the show and then it's like, wait, what? Game night? Sure. And I'll just sit down. Even the even though they had no intention of being here more than like 10 minutes. Yes, I'm always very envious. Uh, I think instead you're just like, oh, hello, I need to go home now. <laughs> and then you just go home. That's what I do? Yeah, that's also what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's that's kind of what it is. You're like, the call of my house is calling me back to home perpetually forever. <laughs> you're like, I'm here, but now I'm gone. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. But I do think when you sign up for a workshop or if you sign up for something like events and adventures, you are putting yourself in a position that you like you, you would have you you answered the call of something. The wild. Yeah. I know, that's what I kept thinking of. So every day now I drive past the MIA. Have you guys been past twenty fourth this week? Yeah. There's a giant head laying on the lawn. Oh, yep. Nope. Which I is seen amazing. The head. It looks like an ancient ruin. Mm-hmm. And now every day instead of driving past there and thinking about the weird park all i want to do is go in the museum and see what it's about which maybe that's like the weird call of the wild where i'm like look at this wild ancient ruin and anybody who goes in there is going to meet jenny and then they're going to bond over their love of that giant head yeah is that how you're going to put on like a safari hat yeah it's my that head is my people yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's your people (laughs) giants giant heads yeah that probably works i was talking to my class the other day um about this whole concept of like finding the people that resonate with you and we were talking specifically about personal branding and you know i think if any any creative person in the universe probably has this feeling you can do all sorts of stuff you know like you're capable of drawing all sorts of things and you're capable of making stuff and you could do anything that you want in your free time. And if you're a a creator, it is limitless the kinds of things that you could be making. And so when we were in class, I was talking about that with those guys and I was saying, you know, that's the hardest thing I think is to narrow down 
a specific project or a specific like effort that you're doing and trying to figure out why you would narrow it down to that particular thing. Cause you could do whatever, you know, if you're just doing things on a whim, you could just make stuff all day, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was talking about portfolio, um, crafting, I guess. I don't have a better word for that, but thinking about like your approach to filling up a new portfolio, for example, like, the class that I'm teaching is a patterns class. And so we're specifically talking about how to show and showcase the types of patterns you can make and the kinds of content you want to make, you know. And when we were talking about it, I said, well, let's do this exercise. And this is something that if anybody wants to do this at home, you could totally do it. It's kind of interesting. Um, I had people take a piece of paper I'm going to ask you guys what you think about what you create after I tell people about this and divide it down the middle. You take a piece of paper and divide it down the middle. And on one side for about five, 10 minutes, you write down everything that you would draw or make when, if left to your own devices. Mm -hmm. And that's everything from the topics to the colors you use to everything that's on the fringe of it. Like for example, if you are, not just drawings, but you're including type. If you always do things that are inspirational, if you always have a certain subject or a certain mood to your artwork, you know, things that you just do, you know, like the stuff you do in your sketchbook. And then on the other side of your paper, you write down everything about your lifestyle. And on that side of the paper, you would write how active you are outside. Are you are you a person that travels? And when you travel, do you go on road trips or do you go to ritzy hotels on the edge of a beach? Do you go to relax? Do you go do you go to explore, you know? When you when you consume things, do you consume stuff because of the it's exotic nature or because it's like comfort food or, you know, when you even when you purchase things, why do you purchase things? And think about exactly what your day-to-day experiences are and write those down, the music you listen to, like the, um, the, the media that you consume, like specific titles, specific kinds of books, specific types of stories. I mean, it's funny because the last part of this exercise is finding out a little bit more about, about how you might be perceived as a brand like what like what is your brand and I think most people these days look for authenticity in the branding of your not just like your work but like your outward facing self like the things that you show to the world the stuff you you put on Twitter like the conversations that you have on on Facebook you know or like publicly as -hmm. much as it is about like the stuff that you draw and I think it's really interesting and this is kind of related to our talk about why a bunch of cat wizards showed up to Tegan's workshop is, of course, people like people find like people and like things find like things. And if you are projecting your content out, like you were saying, Chris, it is really easy to identify with certain stuff. And I said to these guys when we were doing this exercise, it's funny a, if you realize that the stuff you create is a different is different than the stuff you consume, which is definitely true for a lot of us, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stuff I'm interested in and the stuff I make is different. I do see that spider also, Chris. There's a spider hanging about a foot and a half in front of my face, and he's really? slowly climbing. It's up. really you can't little. See that? 
I can see it in this, uh, like silhouetted against Chris's forehead. <laughs> anyway, so, continue. Yeah. I'll let him crawl around. Yeah. He can land in my shoe. He can. He's really cute. He's like a little tiny shoe. Very small. Very small. So, and I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, what does that mean when you make stuff that's different than the stuff you consume? Because I'm like, well, I certainly don't like always make super realistic watercolor paintings of Mount Everest, but I Um, sure do appreciate them. I'm not sure the exact answer, but I also was thinking about the things that I consume are not necessarily what I want to be identified with in that certain cases. That's interesting, mm-hmm. though, because you would think, and this is probably why people lie on their dating profiles, or they don't lie, but they say stuff they think people will get. Like, I like sports, and then you're like, that's nice, you know, but that's not very specific. Mm-hmm. We're watching this tiny <laughs> we're all, spider. We're all like... <laughs> It's, it's going to go in your backpack and then you're going to carry it around like a small baby. This is your baby Bjorn for your, for your spider. tiny spider. spider. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But um, you know what I mean? Like, right, like you could say you like sports, but really you mean you like watching people climb Mount Everest. Yeah. Or, you know, I could say I, I enjoy the concept of mountaineering, but I actually don't. I don't ever want to climb a mountain. Right. Or right. Um, like I might like video games, but I don't want to buy a t-shirt even if it has cool video game art on it because i don't want to walk around wearing it but see that's weird though because you would think that the the fir- your first thought would be i want to project things that attract similar people see but, but then uh, yeah is okay. that the reason why then that it took me however many years to admit that i actually liked the concept of D because i was worried that other people were going to perceive well i think that you in know? the case of like the video game or something like that, let's specifically say your T-shirt, your video game yeah. T-shirts. I am all about stuff like that, but I am not like necessarily all about that culture. But I don't want. What does go that mean, though? Because you're a part of it. Well, I, yeah, I am a part of it, but I'm not. It's not the number one defining feature. Maybe I guess. You mean there is a more refined video game something that you're into that um, that that only a couple people. Yeah, well, I'm just... You see what I'm, I'm getting just, at? Or is it more like... Yeah, like I'm the aristocrat. I'm like... <laughs> You're like, I have the most refined... I'm hoity No, I'm... J- really I guess I'm just saying I don't necessarily identify with the culture as a whole. You don't want to adopt the stereotypes of the rest of what people perceive as gaming yeah, culture? I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't identify with it. It's just like I don't feel like I am in that community, really. Like, it's less like the fan version of something and more of like... Right, and I'm the exact same with movies. Like, I like The Avengers. I like uh, Mad Max. I like these movies But or it's the only difference between you and somebody else who talks about it a whole lot. They're, they're how... Just the only difference really is how vocal they are. Because I bet you they like it probably the same amount that you do. Yeah, possibly. But maybe for different reasons. I feel like most people who would wear a shirt about a movie or something are the people who love the characters and a person who... And let's be clear. I have video game shirts. Yes, And you I do. have board game shirts. Okay. So. Doesn't everybody though? Do you? Mm, I don't have any video game <laughs> shirts. Do I? <laughs> I'm covered in cat hair, so I don't really know. You can't, can't even see the graphics. Well, that, yeah. that is your... Your thing you're projecting into the world. Yeah, somebody else cats. can look at my cat hair and they'll be like, I have a so brown here's the one thing. too. So <laughs> going back to your cat wizard patch and you're yeah. projecting your brand. Yeah. Uh, and going all the way back to Freak Flag. <laughs> oh, yeah, Freak Flag. Out? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think you guys know what it is. It's I, I know the term. It's it's just a identifier that you can basically see. So you'll be like, and, you know, your Freak Flag might have been your vinyl pants and your spring 
boots when you were in. I like how Chris <laughs> likes to bring this up. He's like, remember all the things you used to wear? And well, I'm like, you know, very, I was proud of it at the it was, time. Yeah, I know, because it was your freak flag. I guess um, so. <laughs> it's a, according to this, it is a characteristic mannerism or appearance, subtle or overt, which implies a unique, eccentric, creative, uh, adventurous, or unconventional thinking. So, mm-hmm. um, if you are really in, so for instance, if I wear my um, shirt, that is my Netrunner shirt. Yeah. It technically is a freak flag because yeah, anybody who see sees it. it will know exactly what it is yeah. and it is incredibly specific and it's a really subtle shirt because all it is is a like a, lamp, a line that says end the run and it has like a little arrow next to it. And if you didn't play Netrunner, you would have no idea. You would never be able to make... And it probably looks like either somebody who hates to run <laughs> or some sort of programmer thing because it has like a little... Um, somebody who hates like to stop con- this. Like a, a return carriage, I think, is what that little yeah, arrow that's is. A, yeah. Um, it has a little return carriage and then end the run. Um, and I, I like that shirt a lot because it does speak specifically to something that I really, really love. But it is also so subtle that only the most nuanced people will understand it. Does that make sense? So you, so it's like a would private message. Wear, so it is like a, like a public message. thing, but it's only intended for the people who already get it. It's like a, a Freemason ring, right? But it's not a shirt that says "I love board games." Come right. talk to me about board games. It's specifically for the people who already also love board games, or specifically already love this one particular. Board so you game. want a stealthy introduction to somebody else? So somebody'd have to be brave enough to be like, "Ooh, subtle." Netrunner guy. You're well, out if I had a short that said I love board games, somebody might come up and I love board games too. Let's play Monopoly, and I'd say, go in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. So you're specifically trying to attract the people who love. I'm not trying to attract anyone though. I mean, I got it. I got it mainly for myself and maybe <laughs> Chris for Francesca. Is like, no one talked to me ever. Don't look at my shirt. I was like, Francesca will think this is cool. I think this is cool. It was made by a local business, so that was cool. And those were the three reasons I got it. So, okay, so uh, when Jenny and I show up to the tarot conference. Mm-hmm. Not in velvet. Not in velvet. But any number of outfits I could have put on and probably fit right in also, which mm-hmm. I think I did. I think I was wearing like some leopard skin tights or something like that and like mm-hmm. a black tarp. So I feel like that was probably fine. Uh, I feel like I appreciate... And I think this is where the personality types show up and and make themselves very apparent of what you perceive as a fun time or not. I love, first of all, I love people that love things. And I know Francesca used to t- say that all the time, and I totally agree. People that are really into stuff, you know. Um, but then second of all, I like to see how far that spectrum goes. And I like seeing the diversity of how nuanced their interests go. Because I bet you, personality-wise, some of those people that are wearing a, uh, let me see, I don't even know a good, uh, uh, silk, crazy, multicolored, super illustrated Pathfinder shirt or something like that. I don't even know, Chris. I'm just, uh, pick a pick a thing that you could wear, possibly, and put it on on Are you talking person. about Pathfinder, the role-playing game? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> How about a... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to pick a. I'm trying to pick something that's got great graphics that you could pull it straight off the box and wear a silk shirt out of it. Dragon and then Ball I'm gonna. Z. What? Dragon Ball. 
Yeah, but that's not a game though. Oh, okay. There are Dragon Ball silk shirts, but I'm but <laughs> I bet you that person probably would have almost the same sort of nuanced interest as your Netrunner thing. They just decided to be loud with it. You know what I'm saying? And so the person who's wearing like a velvet cape at the tarot conference is really awesome. Just taking it to the next level. They have taken it to the next level. That's probably why you see when you see a lot of cosplayers at the conventions. That's the difference between somebody who's got like a like a subtle nod in their clothing to uh, something that they like, you know. Like a Superman shirt. Just yeah. a t-shirt and they're kind of like, I'm kind of in cosplay. I'm wearing a Superman shirt. Yeah, but then there's people who go all out and put like the whole entire thing together. Yeah. Maybe it's just the, the personality of the person behind it. Not necessarily like that much of a difference like the person in the superman shirt yeah the person might know the extent of knowledge that the person who's cosplaying as superman yeah the exact same thing or more yeah or less and then or somewhere somewhere in there let's just pretend they're identical except for their outfit choice and at that clark kent and superman yeah yes pretty much (laughs) yeah pretty much exactly but you know what i'm saying okay like and i appreciate because how would you ever know Mm-hmm. How would you ever know if you're going to resonate with somebody in a silk shirt or or well, uh, that's subtle nod? That's the same thing as like events, events and adventures. Like if you're going to resonate like my with example. somebody in a silk shirt, then you're probably somebody who would also wear a silk shirt. But you might not be. You might just appreciate that they then love you guys it so can much. Just touch each other's silk shirts. <laughs> Rub them together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of that, Spider probably left a silk shirt in my backpack by now. Yeah, I probably. And I lost track of him, so there's a spider loose. That's okay. Yeah. There's probably all sorts of spiders well, down here. Well, I would probably be the person in the t-shirt. You think I, so? Yes. I don't think I would wear it. If uh, I was in good company, this is where they well, come out. we did dress up for role models. Well, this is what we I'm did. saying. When you are in good company, you put on your silk shirt. And you, if you feel like you're comfortable in front of a whole bunch of other people, that is a perfect time to pull out your weird silk shirt and wear it and be proud of it. Because you know there's going to be a bunch of other people that are going to be like, aw, yeah. Like, that's totally my, my thing. You know what I mean? If I were to wear it to corporate Target office, <laughs> I'm sure I would not feel as confident in my wardrobe choice. Even what I'm wearing today, I don't think I'd feel comfortable walking into a corporate uh, office or something like that. And I'm, I don't know. Chris, you'd be fine. Jenny, you'd probably be fine. I've got so much cat here, I can't, <laughs> I can't. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you reveal a little bit more about like how much you're into something. And I think when you're in a safe spot where other people get it, like they get why you're into it. And you can have like overindulgent conversations in, in the same kind of things. Like you feel awesome about it like somebody asked me about mount everest when we were sitting at dinner at the workshop and then i was like i don't think you want to go there because if you do actually it was you jenny you asked me in front of a bunch of people who were the first people to go up mount everest and i said yeah actually and then i went in a giant like long thing about it yeah you can see in the first like two seconds in people's eyeballs whether or not they actually want to know or if they just want to kind of know yeah you know and then you're like okay in on the inside you, you die a little bit so okay all right nobody really wants to know except for me and like four other people in the universe mm-hmm. all the people that i are think on the they mountain. just wanted to know that you knew that much about it and maybe that's enough yeah yeah usually if somebody asks me a really esoteric question like that i will answer to the affirmative and not follow up because you know it's like if you do know a lot about something you will lose everyone instantly if you are just like 
dive deep instantly. So if they really want to know more, people will ask more. But otherwise, you can just say, like, if somebody's like, are you aware of this thing? You can are you say, werewolf? yes, I am aware of it. <laughs> and then they can look at you and say, now we're both aware that you're aware of it. So they're aware you're aware of who is the first or the dispute of who is the first. I know what you're saying. Mount Everest. It's like that game that we played in the car. <clears throat> Spyfall? Where you go. Awkward party simulator are you, the game. Are you <laughs> are you wearing what type of pants are you wearing? <laughs> what type of silk shirt are you wearing? This is basically it's training for events and adventures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, that's not what they do. They're not what kind of, of like what kind of pants are what you wearing? What does it over smell there? like in there? <laughs> What? What is it? Where are you? What? Based on the smell, I deduce that you are in a corporate office. That's how you play that game. That's how it worked. Yeah. So you stale sweat is corporate office. I suppose so. I I don't I don't know. To make it really clear, really quick, this game, (laughs) (laughs) this game is called Spyfall. You can go print out and play a version right now. But basically, everyone gets a card, and they're all in a location except for one person who's a spy. And then you have to ask each other questions, and the spy has to figure out where they are, and everyone else has to figure out who the spy is. So you ask really vague questions, but specific, but specific enough you can pick something out. So it's just like, it's literally Awkward Party Simulator, the game. And you're just like, did you like to come here today? And then someone's like, <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's okay, you know, gotta do it. <laughs> and then they're like, what are you wearing? Oh, you know, some clothes, the thing I normally wear to work. And then, yeah, so it's a very strange. And that's what you would do if you were trying to to gauge whether or not to continue on a Mount Everest conversation with me is that is that I would go, oh, have you read any books? And then they would go, maybe. And then I'd go, well, this is awkward. And then I would just. They said I read a book. And then I'd be like, oh, well, hopefully nobody would do that in real life. They're like, what are you wearing? And you're like, aren't you staring at me? Can't you tell? You're like, I apparently am wearing only cat hair today. What are you wearing under all that cat hair? (laughs) Nothing. So That's the real question. Yeah. So, but you know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like, I feel like it's one of those things where you, it's so hard sometimes to like all like I'm sure there are people out there that are like me that just want to have some of those really self-indulgent conversations. Like I watch it sometimes. We have a couple friends that when they get together they talk about the same two topics like and like like they're both in love with it so much that they go, "And you remember this thing?" And then they're like, "Yeah!" And then like hearts are flying everywhere. They're like, talking about me and Adam and dirty work. Oh yeah. Also, yeah. You and you and Adam in, in the movie Dirty Work with Norm Macdonald in it, and then hearts fly all over around because all they do is quote it the whole entire movie, and it's the same quotes every single time. But yeah, like that, where every time you get together with somebody and you're like, I can't wait. I have or or like like say you're consuming some media and you're the only person that's watching it at that time or something like that. You and you and your friend, mm-hmm. you just gotta wait patiently. So you can find somebody else to nerd out with because what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You could, you could tell it to your up. uninterested friend. I can't even talk to Jenny about Star Trek. I know. Well, I'm the only one watching Lost right now, so I have to only talk to Francesca about it. Yeah. So, you know, but well, every single other person in the universe has probably watched that's Lost. That's why so Lindsay's probably... like, where did this board game come from? And I'd be like, you don't care enough to know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if I tell you about it, your eyes will glaze over. So then I just don't tell I you. I do a pretty good job keeping my eyes from glazing. 
I think. Uh, we'll see. Okay. Well, I feel like that that's that's just one of those things where I think I feel like when you finally do get in a in a room and you have more than one person that you can nerd out about something with, that is the best feeling. You do not have to stop talking about Mount Everest. You don't have to stop talking about the nuances of 1996 Mount Everest. It sounds like a real party waiting to happen. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Nobody else would find that interesting except for people that would be just like, like so into it that they could just let, just talk about it. You know, like, did you ever get that? Have you ever gotten to a point with a certain kind of topic or, or interest that you, I mean, I mean, okay, when you go into the art store, you can talk to the people behind the counter about anything in there, and it's amazing, because you can ask them about any nib, any ink, any kind of, like, screen printing materials, mm-hmm. and they will have stories about every single one of them, and so you know when you walk in there, you could do that, and I find that's the only other atmosphere where you can really do that, besides, like, clubs or or like meetups for very specific topics. Because when when is the last time that you've been able to walk into something and be like, I know, right? And then you just talk about whatever it is that you were talking about with such passion. Yeah, I have no idea. You know I, what I mean? So the art seller and... Not the art seller. Ma- oh. <laughs> Isn't that what you just said? Wet paint. Wet oh, paint. yeah. Those so guys. wet paint and a Mount Everest party are the two places. There's no real Mount Everest party. There is... <laughs> Someday maybe there is one, but you know what I mean? Like, when does it happen? Do you ever get to do that with people? You could just, like, be excited at somebody who doesn't know anything about whatever you're talking about. Or maybe you'll be lucky enough to find a group full of people that you could just tell people about stuff and they'll be excited. Just yeah. Like I think it happens when you, I mean, that's, I mean, it happens at the workshops. It happens when you put a group of artists together, especially a group of artists who are, have a similar through line with what they want to do or what they're doing, I guess. Yeah. It happened on the Bryce Canyon trip. I know we had like uh, a group of people who all work in a similar corporate environment even. And it actually happened, it happened in several groups. There was one group of product designers who were all like, let me tell you about the processes and operations at my company. And they're like, oh man, I know, right? Listen to this. And then there was also the group of animators Mm -hmm. um, and kind of concept art people. And they would all compare and contrast, compare and contrast, yeah. and they would get really specific and esoteric in their conversations really yeah. fast. So that I feel like my show is full of the con people who talked about. Oh yeah, the see, and there's the yeah. convention people. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. Like there has to be some sort of like amount of knowledge to be. So able now that to... you say that, though, it, I feel like it happens all the time. You think so? Yes. Maybe these people will not have a lifelong bond over this one topic. But it is a topic that they're all like experts at and they're all passionate enough about that when you put them together in a room, they will eventually figure it out and they will have a heartfelt, passionate, long conversation about it. Those are my favorite conversations. You know what my least favorite conversations are? Small talk. Small talk. But the the (laughs) other one? (laughs) The other one. Taxes. Yeah. Stop it, Chris. There's (laughs) all sorts of stuff that fall into that category. But the... If it is uh, interrogation, <laughs> right, that sucks. If it is a conversation, that's fantastic. That is the only. That's the only difference. Lindsay mm-hmm. is anti-interrogation. I am anti-interrogation. Mm-hmm. Instead of just be like, here's a bullet point list of questions. Right. Can you well, answer if, them? If this is you know? back to like events and adventures, if yeah. you're dating somebody and you're like, 
Let me I'm not going to tell you, you anything about myself, but how many pets do you have? How many siblings do you have? Right, exactly. Like asking you random questions instead of being like, here is my thing. This is why I want to get to know you. And here are a list of yes. questions that accompany this Thank conversation. Thank you. Yes. That's exactly yeah. what I was trying to say. So it's like ins- instead of speed dating, you want like a nice dinner. I want a night. I want somebody to court me while we're talking about product design. Yeah, you know, and that's that's all. That's yes. all. Is yes. that too much to ask? No, I think that is perfectly normal. Yes, which is it's probably better that way. It's a normal thing, strangely phrased. <laughs> that's all. I just that's all I want. But anyway, the thing that I want more than that is is truly to be able to have some of those moments where I just show up and then people get. To get who I am without even mm-hmm. like an I get who they are and we just have this like this knowing moment where we look into each other's eyes and then we're like we are one in the same but also different but also the same yeah. so when we were talking about this a little bit ago I kept thinking about last year when we were producing Dream Arcade and Great Personality and stuff and um, started to become involved in the gaming community here it was amazing as soon as we were like games all these people flew out of nowhere and just appeared in minneapolis at events they're hosting their own events they're making their own games and it's amazing like once you like put one word out into the world how much comes back and you don't expect that there's this like giant underground like i i was imagining ants or something like that this like underground <laughs> network that you don't realize is oh, happening you know, until you, you actually see out, it yeah you put a piece of food on your floor and yeah. then you get my house <laughs> all the ants come out and all the cats yeah. come out to eat the well ants. that's exactly what happens like you don't realize that there's already a structure for the thing that you like until you put out a feeler you know i think that is a a really good point we talked about that at the end of the workshop when we were talking to Tegan's group of, of awesome people. And we said, you know, sometimes sometimes you have to start the thing to know where all those other people are. Yeah. And I always find that to be really interesting because, of course, that is a scary thing for some people, you know, is to put out the event. Right. I think every time we do a show opening, we worry about it, you know. Mm-hmm. It probably seems like we don't have to worry about it, but we still do, you know. Yeah, and I think you always, you know, you put out your freak flag and then a different group of people show up too because, you know, the the audience for Dream Arcade was different from the audience for uh, the Iceland show, which was different from the audience for the Patches and Stitches. Well, you know, I, okay, so I admitted to my my pattern class that I had a crystal ball and man, did I get some different looks than I did when I... <laughs> they all they shuffled like, their Did papers. Did you see this coming? And then they stood up and left. I went zing, except for I was like zing to myself, and then I was like, oh, so sad. And then you cast a curse on him. <laughs> I took out my magic wand, <laughs> and I went fine. <laughs> we'll see who's leaving my classroom now. And then that's what I did. And I cried a little after that. But so the looks were bad. No, they were kind of like that's interesting. Silence, silence. And then I was like, so on it was to a, patterns. Because <laughs> I feel like if you said that during Tegan's workshop, everyone would either want you to bring it or tell you about the one that they had. Yeah. That was, that's, that's the, um, that's the warm welcome. That also, I, your crystal ball is like a hundred pounds. You could t- drill holes in it and make it a bowling ball. Yeah, but I won't though, because it's for mystical use only and not for bowling. <laughs> 
no, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Do you ever do you ever admit something to somebody that you didn't think was embarrassing until all of a sudden you got a weird like I feel like there are some <laughs> circumstances where have you ever done that? You ever just uh, you ever admitted something that you're really into and then you got some looks or somebody criticized you for for enjoying something? For liking it. The funny thing is like we've been in a creative environment for such a long time, like between MCAD and all of our creative jobs and stuff. I don't remember the last time that I wasn't in an environment that I felt like okay about saying something like that. That you felt not okay? Yeah. Like, it's been a long time. Well, I hope it never happens to anybody ever again because, man, is that a horrible <laughs> feeling. Well, I'm just saying. It's just a crappy world. feeling. I know there's stuff that people don't get and I know there's stuff that people don't like. It does really make you think sometimes. For example, I brought Becca and Tegan over to see our house because I said, do you want to see all my cats? And... They were like, yay, cats. And I was like, and this cat, and this cat, and this cat. And then, you know, that's like one of those things where you admit to somebody you've got a lot of cats. Should I feel bad about that? Probably not. <laughs> but you'd be, you you imagine how many um, people will give you the weird look that you have to sort of explain yourself like, oh, yeah, I have a million cats. Let me explain myself now because now I feel weird that I've told no, you this. They're all cute. Well, once but it, you if know it's I mean? over 10, I feel like that might be problematic. I do not have 10. But you know what I mean? There's like there's yeah. like a thing that comes with it that you don't. Yeah. You, you're like, why is there a thing that comes with this? This thing that I like that I do, you know. Um, But do you ever? I mean, Chris, we live together. Do you ever feel weird about telling people how many cats we have? Um, No. I do still. I know you do. You avoid it. And I just always say it because I know the follow up question is going to be how many. Yeah. And then I avoid it because for whatever reason, I always still feel really self-conscious about it, even though it's something I'm totally proud of, you know, but I feel like everybody goes through that at some point where they have admitted and see the number of cats. I admit the number of cats and all of a sudden I'm like, Ooh, I've just told somebody something that they don't need to know. My secret is out, you know, but it's like one of those things where you can't help but feel a little bit like, what is that person thinking of me now? You know, like, what does that come with? And it's a really well, hopefully they're thinking more of you because you're with your people. Well, that, they're like, that's the best scenario. And that's that's why when I heard that everybody wanted to be cat people that live in the woods and that are all uh, wizards, I was like, yes, this is the best. So but, you know, I guess for me, it, it comes from both sides, like feeling comfortable and feeling like I can like have a fun conversation about the things i'm into and then to realize that there are other people that are into it also maybe you're just so normal chris that everything is just so chill all day well maybe that's what comes when you just don't tell anyone anything yeah i guess you have to so. worry about anything you don't tell anyone <laughs> to avoid follow-up questions you're yeah. like i don't answer any follow-up questions <laughs> that's like chris's chris's methodology or, or yeah. his, his situation they'll be like how many cats do you have and you're like let's go play this game and then you just ignore them. And then you Stare press your finger their eyes, on their yeah. lips. And you're like, let's go play Red 7. And then you wink, <laughs> wink and take them over into the other room. <laughs> anyway, I just want to thank all the people that made me feel right at home um, for that came for Tegan's workshop. Tegan, you are also a fantastic person. It was amazing spending the weekend with all of you guys. And we had a great time. We're going to be posting the photos up from that. If you guys want to see what our workshops are like, we have some evidence 
of many of the other ones um, up on, on the website right now if you want to see ones from Passings. I think we have all the group photos up there. And then, of course, um, past blog posts where you can see all the different things. Every workshop is totally different here. Um, it is curated by the artists. And so we talk all about their practice, the things that they do, um, and their theories about art and design, um, sometimes storytelling, sometimes concept art. And so all the things that they do are always um, very, very inspiring and um, definitely leave, we all definitely leave with like a really positive outlook on what's possible. So thanks again for all you guys that came for Tegan's workshop and um, definitely stop by and look at the Patches and Stitches show before the 18th. What else do we have going on? So we have a couple things that are upcoming, more local things that are happening. Um, Mark your calendars for... August 7th for a very special opening reception that's happening here at the gallery from 7 to 10 p.m. The fantastic people who run Autoptic and also uh, the French comic residency that happens at MCAT every year are hosting an exhibition here on comics. So there's five artists that will be displaying bodies of work. And then the next two days, August 8th and 9th, uh, we'll be participating at Autoptic. So we'll have a booth. You guys should stop by, stop by and say hello. Um, so Autoptic is the independent publishing and comic expo that's happening in the ARIA building. Yep, and it's really awesome. If you need some links, we'll make sure to put in the podcast notes. And also, mark your calendars for July 18th, uh, 1 to 3.30 p.m. Cleo Malone is going to be teaching an amazing new workshop called Prism Stitches, where she teaches people how to do these really great geometric tapestries. So if you want to learn how to knit, um, it's a make and take workshop where it's $25 for one person, 40 bucks for you and a friend. So all that information will be on the shop, shop.lightgrayartlab.com. And then where else can people find all of our information, Chris? Well, you can go to our blog, blog.lightgrayartlab.com. You can find us on Tumblr. We're lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com. You can find us on Twitter, at lightgrayartlab. Like us on Facebook. Uh, you can subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store or stream it directly on Stitcher Radio. Awesome. And thanks again. We hope you guys find every single person that likes the same stuff that you do and that you all have one big group hug. Thanks again. And we'll talk with you soon.